Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fit and Fabulous podcast with your hosts, Greg Fearon. And Gillian Davis. Well done, Greg, for getting that one out. We got it. We did it. <laughs> got there. So, welcome along, everybody. We're into episode nine of and, our and, and the laughing joint collaboration. Well. And the laughing fit as well. Yeah. Yeah, we had a bit of a laugh before we started <laughs> this one. So, please forgive us. Um, yeah, so we're going to just talk about the the big mistakes we see when people are trying to uh, lose weight or lose fat, tone up and all that kind of stuff. We thought we'd do a, yeah, just me and you just. Yeah. going to thrash a few out. Yeah. Why not? So, yeah. So why we kind of came up with this one really, it's just that, you know, it is a common issue and questions and conversations that we have time and time again with the clients that we work with and with the women and we work with and we say that quite a lot as well it's uh depending on on people's kind of dieting history you a lot of diets in the past have always focused on just weight and weight loss and you know hopefully we can kind of pull apart the difference between why losing weight and maybe just focusing on on weight in itself is is a very blind alley to go down um compared to when you want to transform your body you know we're talking about reducing body fat levels you know get a bit more definition in your muscles you know a bit stronger leaner if that's your goal then you know tune in listen in and hopefully will help kind of dissolve any fears that you have and as ever leave a review people yeah I think this one's going to be fire. I can, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. This might be fat burning fire today. No. I, I couldn't resist. I couldn't. <laughs> All right. So who's going to go first? Who's going to go first? Well, where I start, right? All right. <laughs> so everyone's sitting comfortably. Where I start. I just, one thing I always talk about, and I, I don't focus on weight loss. I never... Our body weight is always, always, always going to be um, as an outcome, depending on lots of factors in our lives, internal factors as well as external factors, you know, in the environment that we live in. And it's not something that we can wholly control um, because it's, it changes and it's very easy to change our, our, our weight, our body weight. Mm. For many other for many reasons so so one thing i kind of start with is is trying not to just focus that on as being the only kind of outcome whenever you're looking to get in shape um and i'm just feeling a bit stronger or even changing your body even if you want to just look good mm-hmm. you know whatever that is for you um so weight loss is really i'm not sure i'm going so weight loss is just really it's a really blind alley just to focus on that one thing so so like i said where i start with anyone is like i do use weight as a measurement but i don't focus on it as one thing basically it's not the only thing i look at in terms of Mm. progression yeah or change or or whether something's working for that particular person so and i always look at so data points and it's consistent data points as well so for me, Greg, you probably do it a slightly different way. I don't know what your way, but whenever I'm working with someone, I always have a starting point, but we always try and keep measurements at a regular consistent interval. So every two weeks I ask people to look at their, their 
body weight their measurements so i typically ask for three which is west <laughs> waist with <laughs> the words are not coming today are they waist hips and chest measurements yep three give me a kind of good ballpark without getting into like arms and legs and calves and every other measurement you know yeah um i always start with that along with pictures so there's always those three data points i always look for um to see and how basically usually two out of three will make will give you the results the changes you won't always get a change or see a change in all three at the same time so hmm. hence why i always look at those three data points so totally agree um yeah i think the, the big problem is is this um and to anyone listening at home if i said to you you're gonna lose a stone but you know you're not gonna feel any different really or I'm going to get you looking hot in your dress that you want to wear. I want you to be able to wear sleeves as tops in the summer and the rest of it. Invariably, everyone says, I want to wear sleeves as tops. I will look hot in my dress, bikini, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I think for me, focusing on the weight, I mean, honestly, I really use weight initially just to get an, a rough understanding of where I think the calories need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it does give me a guide throughout but like you i'm all about measurements pictures mm-hmm. um and i think i wrote an email about this recently to my list just saying like people if you want to if you want to measure your body fat just go and stand in the mirror and i think it's mm-hmm. the, uh, it's such a bigger tool of seeing progression than actually um you know just standing on the scale because yeah. there's so many things that can affect scale weight right yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and it's like you know, and seeing those, particularly at the early phases and the early, whenever you're just new to a program, you're going to get a lot more fluctuations in your weight because your body is like mm. upregulating, downregulating. It's adapting to all the different stimulus that you're putting in there. So maybe you're putting in more protein into your diet. So your body will start to respond to that. Or maybe you're starting to include strength training in your workouts that you hadn't before. So your body will start to make adaptions there too maybe you're you know reducing um your your fat level intake and your carbohydrates a little bit because your protein's gone up you know so that those will also have effects on on your weight on your body weight as well as your body adapts to those changes um you know you might be getting more sleep as well so that will have impact you know um and, and your hunger levels, your your activity, so just your your natural daily activity levels, um, will have an impact as well. So, yeah. and there's and there's always a knock on effect, isn't there? So, yeah, I think it. it's a real good one. Actually, it just came to my mind. You were saying something that's really just come to my mind, and I think one of the big things that I think people should worry more about is not weight, but waste, mm-hmm. waste measurements. I know that you do. Um, uh, hip ratios yeah waist to hip ratios absolutely so that's one of the kind of key factors um if you were <laughs> allow me to go into it i jumped in there greg didn't I? so oh. the waist to hip ratios yeah is one measurement that i look at whenever i ask clients and i do look at it because it's a good indicator of that particular person's distribution of of 
of fat levels from their waist to their hips. So we're talking about a difference between what's called visceral fat and subcutaneous fat. Now for women, typically women will hold, will have their like survival fat stores around their hips and their top of their thighs. That's perfectly normal. That's natural. It's a, a it's a survival mechanism that we have as well. Around the baby making areas, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all around about safety, storage and energy. So our, <laughs> yeah, safety, security, yeah, and energy as well. Um, and the, and for that, there's then, you know, but a woman's going to be a certain size, like women, you know, and they're always going to be a certain shape as well. So, but the waist that they have, if there's more fat stored on their waist, which is visceral fat, because typically women don't store fat there. Um, and I'm saying typical, on average, there will be, there's always outliers. There's always people that, you know, oh, yeah. don't meet the, but you're always going to get that. So, and it's the visceral fat that is, the kind of more damaging fat levels and uh, to to our health and to long-term health factors and risks as we go into later life so that's what can you know fire up diabetes and us heart disease all these sorts of things so yeah. so that's why we look at those measurements as well and, and you know for women if you want to do i'll just give you a little quick you know literally it is just dividing your waist measurements by your hip measurements and for women should be and give you a very low risk if you're slightly above that then you're at a moderate risk um okay. awesome yeah Whoop. for that there so that's a little quick one and that's a little post i should do a post on that actually there you go <laughs> i will get a little post more content fire so yep all right so the number one was weight right it was just always focus on the scales i think we've killed that um i'm gonna so my, one of my number ones is, well, we've put number two now, right? Is the all or nothing mentality on diets. Mm. We're trying to lose yeah. fat. I'm, I'm not going to say lose weight. I'm going to try to say not to lose weight, mm. this whole thing. So when trying to lose body fat, there is this kind of all or nothing mentality. Um, that I often observe with the ladies that I coach and I really work hard to just like, it, you know, if you burst a tire while you're driving down the road, you don't go and get a knife and go and stab all the other three tires to kind of stop your journey, right? You go and replace the one that you that you um, punctured. So, I think that's a real big one for ladies. I think they always feel like they're either on a diet or off a diet, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's often because of some of the kind of um, weight loss clubs. Yeah. Um that they've been to where you know if you're not if you're not on the plan then you're off the plan mm-hmm. and that, that doesn't allow for life and for freedom and for flexibility so if there's one thing i would say yeah let's just try and not think of it as being on or off you are where you are mm-hmm. and you adapt to move forward that's mm-hmm. it nothing more nothing less so yeah let's get rid of the all or nothing yeah absolutely and you know even like so one key thing with weight fluctuations as well is is like the amount of carbohydrates you have in your meal Mm -hmm. as well can actually impact so and so this is on to what's this number three or four Number two still. Number two. Were you all or nothing? Oh, are we? Sorry. Oh, we're still on all or nothing. Calm down. Calm down. I'm 
moved on. All right, okay. <laughs> so, no, we'll get back to the all or nothing. <laughs> we'll get back to the all or nothing. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, I always liken it to that pendulum swing. It's like all of a sudden it gets so, you can get so hyper-focused on wanting something to change dramatically um, that we go, like, not to 60 on absolutely everything, trying to force our bodies to change and keep up with that. That increased change and it's you know it inevitably our, our our natural response to that is at some point we're going to swing back and do nothing so it's almost like reinforcing this kind of this binge crash type mentality as well isn't it it's the all or nothing swing so mm-hmm. and that's why and that's boring as me being as not sexy as people don't like to hear it's that we always talk about sustainable changes things that you can just build into your life without you know overhauling your life and that without kind of going through some crazy trans you know transforming everything that you're doing in your life so I, well, I, I honestly think it's actually the most sexiest thing right is when I have clients so I had a client message me the other day she lost 28 pounds and she's like yeah a year later I'm still at the right. weight it was when I left you because you taught me how to do it so that should be sexier than dramatic transformation lose 10 pounds in a week on some herbal stuff and then gaining it back the week after it doesn't make sense yeah so i think long term is sexier yeah definitely and if anything it'll probably screw up your metabolism doing that so. <laughs> okay number three now number three number three number three what was it getting on to oh yes carbohydrates so one thing that can impact our weight is is just the composition of our food so it's not but it doesn't affect the composition of our bodies okay mm-hmm. so what can happen is that you could still be in a, a calorie deficit so you have that energy balance right but yet say for example on the weekends you may not have as much protein but you may have more like carbohydrate type of foods is that the chips even though you're yeah but you're still within your, you're still in your calories so you're not actually altering fat but because you have more carbohydrates in there you've really bumped up your glycogen stores in your muscles and for every gram of of carbohydrates or glycogen that we store in our muscles we store three three or four three to four grams of water yeah. that was it <laughs> yeah Typically, yeah, around three or four grams of our molecules of water. Um, so that just means that we actually are holding a lot more water in our bodies as well. So sometimes you can kind of feel or maybe look a little bit softer around your muscles Ooh. because of that. And it's quite easy to do that. Um, but you haven't actually changed your your fat. You know, you haven't gained fat, basically, what I'm saying. But that can affect your weight, obviously. So with that increase in water weight you might see those fluctuations. And again, whenever you are maybe at the start and the first few weeks into a, a new program and your transformation program, you will see lots of fluctuations like that as your body starts to readjust to the differences in the fuel that you're providing to it, along with the, the different stimulus as well with the exercise. So, And this is where you get these mad crazy transformations oh i started doing this program and i've lost 10 pounds in one week yeah you're probably just dehydrated as hell now mm. uh, yeah, but actually lost fat 
Uh, well, you might have lost a little bit, but you probably haven't lost that much fat. So, yeah, and it's mostly, and as well, your food volume has probably decreased as well. So, you may not be eating, you know, instead of eating like 20 potatoes, you've now cut down to 10. And, you know, you, so the actual volume as well has decreased. Hmm. So, that will affect your weights big time. Awesome. So, it's number four now, right? Okay. okay okay cool so my next one was um trying to do too much exercise so this is a real big one i think um i think in especially for ladies that i've worked with there is this thing of i need to do more exercise to lose more weight um because you know you're not busy enough as it is with work children partner all that kind of stuff. So you're not busy enough. You're going to try and do more exercise. Um, and this need to do more actually doesn't always equate to more weight loss. Um, I think there was a study recently I saw where, you know, people were doing five times a week training versus three times a week training. And when calories were matched or to get them in a deficit, guess what? They lost roughly equal weight. Yeah. So training is a stress. I think people need to understand that. And I think this whole beast mode, trying to smash yourself into the floor with loads of activity, especially if you're just starting out and you haven't trained for like five years and the last time you trained was at PE, then trying to go from that to I'm in boot camp five times a week, plus insanity, plus I'm going to make sure I do 20,000 steps is a surefire way to get burnout, injuries, et cetera. Yeah. You'll see people two to three step sessions a week maybe a little hit session um, and some steps done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is sometimes I think with the strength training that, that it, I think there's a, a need to, that it doesn't give you that massive out of breath that people are so used to doing because it, you know, yeah, you'll work up a sweat, but you may not be gassed out as what you think you should be when you're working out. And yeah. I think that's, that's sometimes a, a oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, that's just the perception that people think that when you work out, you have to train harder. Train, yeah, train hard, and, and it's mm. not necessarily always the way either. So, um, I mean, I've got, I've had awesome transformations of people just training like 20, 30 minutes a week, mm-hmm. and not actually doing massively highly intense stuff. Yeah. Mm. So that's uh, true. It's a, it, you know, and like you said, the point of it being a stressor on top of everything else. So, if you are new to training, you know, really strength training, yet yeah, two or three sessions a week, absolutely. Um, but your activity, as long as your movement, you're doing some daily movement. It doesn't have to be. I think don't like calling things cardio. You don't have to do cardio. You just have to move. Walking yeah. is not a cardio exercise. You know, it's just daily movement if we think about how much we move on the day. Yeah. Um, without, yes, if you if you are someone that likes to go for a run just to maybe make that easier for you, then that's cool. But the thing is, is that maybe we do that exercise. We do half on the end of the day, then that's a that's not ideal either, you know. So, so it's about movement during, throughout the day and not just for that half hour of the day, if you like. 
yeah and then you know yeah work you train so hard that you can't then you know you can't move over the next day because yeah you burnt yourself out yeah so, i think we're digressing a little bit here <laughs> i'm going off on one <laughs> no, no that's fine that's fine okay number five yeah so the other one particularly one for the ladies you know our hormonal fluctuations you we are gonna is very rare for any woman not to have hormonal fluctuations and with those fluctuations we will get fluctuations in weight um that's a given and although this is just my belief and my own opinion um i'm based on speaking to my own mother <laughs> she does believe that you still have even though as you get later in life you still will have fluctuations in energy needs maybe not through the the typical month but um as some women would maybe through their menstrual cycles obviously through the menstrual cycles we will get it but sometimes it's hard to pinpoint that if you don't have any of the physical signs anymore particularly obviously if you're after menopause but certainly i think there's still a fluctuation in hormones anyhow um maybe not all the same because we have you know lost some but um that's just my thoughts anyhow but back to menstrual cycles absolutely so women even if they kept absolutely everything all their exercise their activity their food everything the exact same they will still see fluctuations in their weight throughout the cycle so um and throughout their month that's and if you don't again that's a very very rare situation so yeah probably something else is going on there yeah there's a whole different uh, yeah. yeah yeah so um but absolutely but that's very rare you know and again so that's why it's if it does come to that if you are someone that can weigh yourself you may maybe just weigh yourself more often or may you know um take averages as well so you know that what you're doing um or just forget about the skills altogether if you're not bothered mm. so. yeah i think the seven day average is a really good one i speak to mm. earlier today actually and i suggested that um, she's a, she's actually a new PT coming into the industry, and she was like, my sister is like, you know, trying to lose weight, and she's weighing herself every day. And I said, well, cool, get to do a seven day average, mm-hmm. the average every each week. Um, so for those listening, all you do is you get you wait for the seven days, you just divide it by seven, that's your wait for the week, and then you just map it out, and then you just look to where you have your cycle, or you're approaching your cycle. And you mm. be like, oh, okay, every time I do that, I go up four pounds. Okay, great. I can get on yeah. with life now. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom from the scale. Absolutely. So, and you know, that's one thing. So either go do that, go the opposite way. So if, if you're fearing about weighing in every week or once a week or, you know, doing measurements, then just do it more often as well. It could be the, you might get a, you want me to weigh every day? It's like, yeah. So, do the complete opposite. Exactly um, that. <laughs> so the other thing I was going to talk about. So what's that? We're on to six, seven. Number what are we on now? You keep going. Number six. Number six. I'm keeping track. <laughs> Don't worry. Number six. Um, even just you know why doing the time of day. So so um another thing is considering whenever you do weigh yourself. So we have fluctuations even throughout the day. Okay, and based on, we're at our most lightest in the morning, usually after we've gotten up and gone to the toilet first thing in the morning, because we lose a lot of water through respiration and breathing. 
throughout the night, perspiration as well whilst we're sleeping. So we tend to be at our lightest in the morning. So, um, and again, so if you weigh yourself at the start of the day versus the end of the day, then you're going to see a significant change even by then. So, and again, it comes down to water, it comes down to water weight. So, um, just to show you how much there can be a variation in it. So mm -hmm. if you do rely on just weight alone. Yeah. Um, for that. Defo. Yeah. I'm in matters, people. Time in matters. Yeah, yeah. So that's just a bit of that onto the consistency of it if you're going to do it. So. There's my turn now, number seven. <laughs> yeah. people. So number yeah. seven, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this one. Okay. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Okay. All right, choosing supplements first rather than just eating food. Um, <laughs> like there is, there are no fat burners that actually will make you drop all your body weight all in one go. If you're taking a fat burner and then going to the kebab every night, there's a good chance you're not going to lose any weight. And I think we've we've got a lot of supplements out there promising, you know, really big weight loss and stuff, which aren't actually, um, there's no regulation around them. Mm -hmm. Anybody can sell you them. So they don't have to have any experience or coaching. Um, and this almost ties back into the measurements thing because what this this is what they do. Sorry, I'm gonna have a little rant now. But <laughs> to know this stuff. Prepare yourself, everyone. Go. Yeah, go yeah. For I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. <laughs> Here's what they do. You get like a free boot camp. Then they put you on these scales, right? Which uh, apparently will measure your um, your body fat um, and your muscle tissue, all by shooting a little electricity, electricity, electrical pulse through you. That's what it mm -hmm, does. Mm -hmm. So then they come to you with this readout and it says, look, you're in the red for everything. Look, 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 Jillian, red, red, mm -hmm. red, 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 red. So okay. you need to take this supplement because what it will do, right, is it's going to um, detoxify you, get all your fat loss mechanisms working. It's going to be magic. So you take this shake twice a day mm -hmm. and have one meal. That's healthy. <laughs> so i think yeah i think you know people can lose fat with just eating real food um yeah i you know we, we talked about this in the last issue of supplements um that's an awesome episode people go back and listen um yeah. but people generally if you eat some decent food lots of vegetables some lean protein you're probably going to be fine like you don't need a supplement to support you um unless you've got a good coach who knows what they're talking about to help you do that stuff or mm -hmm. you need it for a medical purpose, which I'm sure your doctor will then do that for you. But other than that, all these supplements can uh, jump in the sea. Yeah. I think always jump into, I think they often offer what seems to be a solution um, to people when actually it's not the real solution. The solution is the behavior change, which gets you long-term results, not, not paying 200 pounds a month to eat less food. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. So yeah. And then 
I suppose I'm coming on to number eight here. I'm trying to think of another one. <laughs> so yeah, when it comes down to the, just to the whole kind of reasons behind the weight loss. So if you are someone who has a history of going through various dieting and dieting restriction diets and dieting phases or, or um, you, you kind of stuck in that mentality of just focusing on weight loss, then it's always going to drive every decision that you do. Um, and it's almost like a, you know, you become so hyper-focused on, on that being the only thing that matters once you're going through your training and your exercise. And now I have to say exercise is not one way, you know, looking at exercise as a way of, of losing weight is actually not the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because, you don't actually burn that much calories and exercise anyway. So exercise, exercise is more for a stimulus of your muscles, get your heart working, get your lungs working, getting the efficiency of your body going basically so that you become an energy efficient mm-hmm. body yeah. again, if you like. That's right. what it's there for, isn't it? Really, the exercise. And also a bit of fun. You should do something that's enjoyable, you know, sort of like Greg goes and climbs walls because he's five and <laughs> that's for five-year-olds they love climbing walls <laughs> i play netball like i'm a nine-year-old still <laughs> exactly so biscuits yeah <laughs> so yeah but you know i i don't i don't do i you know just to give you my example like i i exercise because I want to keep strong so I can play netball. I don't play netball. It's my it's not it's my my fun exercise. It's it's gives me the reason why I do all the other strength training and everything else, and why I walk and keep myself ticking over. You know, so I can I go play netball. So, and that's my social outlet as well. It's you know it's good fun and competition. Nothing wrong with a bit of competition. So, um just to give you an idea so you know it's it's i think some people tend to go to exercise thinking that's the the way that they're gonna lose weight and and you know change their bodies when in actual fact it it does come down to the food itself it's the more the nutrition aspect that's gonna do that so but where i was going with my point was around about maybe leading you down and reiterating old stories again about how you know you've got to restrict yourself and you go down a, a deprivation route um around weight loss when we become so hyper focused on it that we think that we've got to keep cutting our foods and um working harder and exercising you know um and that's one thing that i have kind of come across before it's just become this um you know this kind of real super focus that that's the only thing that matters um when in actual fact there's loads of other things that are happening and, and making you feel good and you know whether your energy levels your your sleeping you've more vitality you feel more awake and alert and you know all those things that you can't bottle up you can't tell anyone how you're going to do it but you just feel it um, love it and you just you know you you want to be able to prescribe that if you do this 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 and this this is how you'll feel but sometimes people want want the, the kind of tangible things and yeah so i think it's, it's it's awesome to have the tangibles 
you just have to see it in context and understand it, mm. which is why they hire someone like you or me to give them that context. Um, and I think that's the big thing is that people don't have the context of it. They just see, wait, you know, right, I've got to do more. I've got to do more when actually, you know, if I think people would need to go with what I call minimal effective dose more, mm-hmm. like do the basics, like go to sleep, eat some more protein, eat some more vegetables. That's the first one. If then we need to do more, then we can get clever with, I don't know, carb cycling and whatever that other stuff is. But people should need to do the minimum. Mm. Like, do the easy stuff first. Religiously. Religiously. You do the easy Mm. stuff, people. (laughs) And that's that's why people fail, right? Because they go, right, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this um, ketogenic carb cycling herbal beast mode everything training plan and diet plan realize that it's hard and then go oh i can't do this this is all too much for me yeah that's why they fail yeah yeah i think you're right minimum effective doses the key yeah absolutely it's just trying to eliminate the amount of decisions you've got to make as well so you know and that's what that's why we talk about simplicity because it's like um, you start kind of looking for more information and, and you get your mind all bogged up with what you need to do that you almost kind of knacker yourself out. You just completely wear yourself down about thinking about it, don't you? So, and that's what can happen. And that's a perfect segue into number 10. <laughs> Which is? Can I be controversial? Oh, far away. You go for it. Awesome. Program cock hopping. Yeah. I, I had that in my head anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe not the same terminology, but anyway. Hey, I'm going to say how it is. I don't <laughs> so there is a big tendency for people to try and do all of these things on this special diet because Rita from HR said, oh, well, I'm doing this. So, it, oh, okay, she's losing weight. So it must be the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. You try it, and then you see Shelly from down the road. But she's doing this. Oh, okay. So let me do what I was doing, with what Rita does for two weeks, and then I'll go and do that for another two weeks. And then you wonder why you're not getting results. Um, and I think people need to stay on a good program for like at least eight weeks to really start to understand mm-hmm. where the change is happening. You're like, you, you gained weight, gained fat over 10, 15 years, and you expect you know, two weeks on a program to be solving it for you. Um, doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. So stop yeah, jumping. From it, that was my hand. Yeah. People. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just like, I see all the time, like Instagram, Oh, I'm going to do this booty workout here. Oh, I'm looking at that leg program for four weeks. And now they're on, this one over here and then the back on this one and I'm like so how do you know you're getting results from any of them mm. you've got no clue no data no information like stick to something and do it properly yeah just stick with it just commit and follow that's the main thing isn't it it's just like because you do require like you do require patience it's not going to be fucking easy it's going to be really difficult but anything worth having, Greg thought he was going to hurt. <laughs> he almost got passion out of me there, didn't he? I knew it. 
Musa. No, but you're almost, you know, it, it really does take it like, I even speak, I've, I've been through like a real serious cut myself and I have got myself quite lean. So I do know what eight weeks of like pure focus took mm. and that, you know, that took very minimal social occasions or lots of even. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone hiding in the background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's lots of a. Uh, Go on, carry on. Sorry. On. <laughs> my dad just wanted to enter the room. So anyone listening, just, yeah, that's my dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Greg's dad. <laughs> yeah. So the. Um, no, I've lost my what I was going to say. Yeah, so, you know, it does take just look so much patience, but. I could only do that at that time. I would, I couldn't do it again because I know my head's not in the place to give it that much focus and attention. And it's not really a desire for me to get that lean again, like I did, like I was vis- visibly a lot leaner than what I am now. But because it's not important to me, to be honest, I have a much more enjoyable life as I am now than I did then. Yeah. So, but again, but it, but it gave me a good lesson in like the sheer commitment and focus and attention to detail to get to that point. Now, I'm not saying that that's what our, you know, the women that we work with don't want that. That's not what they want because they've got, you know, other busy lives, you know, families and all sorts of high powered careers and things like that going on. So it's not, doesn't lend itself really to doing that. Um, but just, patience and consistency really does get you the results that you want by following one person and just honing in on that one person that you're working with or that one program you're on just sticking with it you gotta trust it gotta trust the process yeah and i think it's funny because i did a video in my group today about this which was about like you have to commit and go all in like people say they want relationships where the other half is all committed but people tend to pick the bits that they want to do and not the bits that they may not like doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're all about trying to make the programs that we do and getting the results as easy as possible, but there are going to be things that are going to be harder for you, etc. But, you know, if you're like a management professional or a director, you have that stuff anyway in your life. So just commit and don't give it a half-hearted attempts. Mm-hmm. Commit time. You're going to have to invest some money in yourself. The result will be massive for you, mm-hmm. but you've got to commit either money, time or both. And you need to just give it a hundred percent, not half past it. Yeah. Just get on with it. Definitely. Get FDI. You can't steal that one. I'm trademarking that one. Oh, uh, you don't own that one. Oh my God. No way. You don't know. Well, no one else has trademarked it. So, oh, uh, I don't know. We may as well get in there first then. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go, folks. That's kind of the, that was a long one. I knew it would be a long one again. So, um, I think that was a valuable one for people. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the kind of key points really um, for anyone that's going through a transformation is really stop and focus on why, why the weight is such, so important for you. Um, and also as well about noticing the other factors in your life that are changing, you know, 
if you're focusing on just one aspect, you know, think about you'll get blinded and, and ignore all the other benefits that you're feeling. You know, your levels, how you're sleeping, how you're feeling, your general well-being, your confidence, your motivation, and even your productivity in your jobs or your lives, your relationships, whatever it is. You know, there's so many more things that yeah. you can focus on. Yeah, how you feel in your clothes, you know, yeah. how, how better you move, there's less pain. Um, yeah, yeah, so many things I think people need to really look at outcomes from changing their health and fitness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and just the weight will just take care of itself. So basically what you're saying, Gillian, is do what you tell them to do, do what you told them to do and the results will come and they're way less anyway. Yeah. Bosh. <laughs> there we go, people. We've just it nailed it. It will that. happen. It will happen. You just have to be patient. Yeah. And do what Gillian says. There we go, guys. And me. <laughs> of course. Don't do what Greg said. Do what I said. <laughs> no, <I'm just laughs> I feel hurt now. I just crushed that compliment he was giving me there. So. <laughs> I'm being victimized, people. So, just ladies and gents, or mainly ladies who listen to this, yeah. Review, uh, obviously, just comment on how great I am because Gillian made me feel really bad now. Mm. So, yeah, you know, I'm gonna cry and stuff and get emotional. Dedums. This is like this is this is this is bullying and harassment, people. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.